We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, motherfucking welcome to your Miami Heat Beat post-game show. Today, I am here. I have the helm. Um, but with me, it's a friend of mine. Shout out to my guy. Shout out to what you guys are doing over there in Five Reasons. My girl Tiffany's at the game. Frankie's exhausted. G, I think, just got back from Canada. Alf got babies. Like, you know. But it's okay. You know, this is why we have connections. This is why we have people in the community we can lean on. Eternal, appreciate you, brother. Thank you for filling in for me. How you feel? Hey, I feel good. You know what this is, right? You know, this is like the 90s sitcom crossover, (laughs) you know. That's that's, that's what this is. It is, it is, it is. Um, If you are tuning in with us in the Twitch chat, shout out to you guys. Thank you. We love you. Um, fun game. If you are watching us on the YouTube uh, playback tomorrow, we appreciate you catching us on wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate those downloads as well. Huh. Let's get into whatever the this was. <laughs> no, um, your Miami Heat defeat the Brooklyn Nets uh 96-95 and there's a few things to kind of take away from this game um you know I just want to begin with overall how did you feel about Jimmy's first game back he's been out for forever um Jaime his understudy you know taking some well-deserved games off um overall how did you feel about Jimmy his breath his wind just how did you feel about how he he looked tonight uh First things first, even when we were watching the worst basketball that we have ever seen from two supposedly good pretty teams, bad. Jimmy was still looking uh, pretty good. You know, I, yep. I said uh, Jimmy looked like himself. You know, when Jimmy normally gets those dunks uh, of Siobhan where he hangs on a rim and he rocks back and forth, <laughs> yeah. you can kind of tell that Jimmy is himself. And so uh, being able to see that, it was like, oh, okay, Jimmy's cool. But when yeah. they when the refs pissed them off, mm-hmm. 
that's when things change. Like, yes, Tyler got, and I know I'm skipping ahead, but Tyler got things going with the two made threes. But when the refs pissed him off, Jimmy was like, all right, yeah, fuck all that. <laughs> I <laughs> felt like, even to begin, like you said, Jimmy looked rested. He looked spry. Um, he looked like he had more legs up under him. We can talk about that last shot again. Uh, hate the call. Gonna always hate the call. But he got good elevation on it. Um, mm-hmm. But like you said, yeah, his attitude, his posture. You know, he just felt um, not just there, but engaged and engaged right. in a way that, you know, maybe regular season Jimmy didn't look even, you know, prior to the injury. So super happy to have him back. Now, I do think, um, you know, the reintegration of Jimmy into the lineup um, coupled with the way that Brooklyn was defending Bam and some of our actions in the first half. First half was crappy, you know, super stagnant, um, very, very uh, disjointed and like (laughs) completely, just like completely disjointed in the whole first half. What did you, did you feel like it was more of a, um, more of, more of the Jimmy reintegration and everyone, you know, trying to figure out how they, you know, they peck around each other, so to speak, or did you feel like it was, Brooklyn and what they were doing defensively or a bit of both? I think it was, I think it was a bit of both, right? Because I think we saw some good basketball things from them um, Mm -hmm. with Nico and um, Jimmy and Tyler and, and Kyle and Bam, they just weren't hitting shots, right? Like it it just, it just felt really ugly at times. Now Mm -hmm. I will say um, sometimes when they got in it got out in transition and like when those things when the ball was moving from end to end, I think it looked really, really ugly for both teams. Um, and it just looked like that for like two quarters. Yeah. Um, you know, so I do think um maybe some of that had to do with Jimmy being reintegrated into the lineup. Um, but it just I don't know, it just felt like two teams that were one was coming back from another country and another one was <laughs> finishing out a very emotional um first start of a back-to-back yeah I for me you know I felt like it was a little bit of both too and I, I had a tweet for and I'm not saying they have the exact same games but we've all I think the the heat community or the heat fan base mm-hmm. has all kind of acknowledged the similarities between Jaime's game and Jimmy's game you know right. Jaime's a more polished score that Jimmy was when he came into the league. But as far as the areas on the floor that they operate, they're super similar. Like you'll get Jimmy in the post-up off the extended block. We get Jaime off the post-up to the extended block. But for some odd reason, and again, you know, I want to touch on this a bit later where it like really, really picked up, you know, we move differently off of Jaime actions than we kind of do Jimmy's. And so while always this level of, you know, cook Jimmy cook, there is still a tendency to to ball watch and just watch Jimmy um, see whether or not he can kind of cook. And so I thought that there was some of that happening in the first the first half. We weren't being physical at all. Brooklyn played with a huge amount of aggression. And to be the team to like instigate the aggression, you yeah. level set for the reps like you determine kind of how you want shit called because they can't call everything. So if right. I'm consistently, you know, applying physicality, you're going to have to meet that at some point. I thought in the first half they didn't. But what I really thought um, Brooklyn did a great job of in the first half was defending Bam. They would get their switches kind of out in front and just kind of live with whatever Nick Claxton was going to be able to do on the perimeter. But that guard, whether it was 
um, Dennis, whether it was Spencer, some, Dorian was a, a great help side defender. They were hugging. They were gluing Bam. Um, and, you know, I thought it, it showed Bam finished with uh, 11 points on, you know, just 5 of 17 shooting, monster rebounding game, um, great defensive game, you know, did a lot of things well. But scoring wasn't, you know, kind of what we've seen for Bam. Um, did you see anything um, either different than what I said, kind of also what I said, you know, um, adding on to that, like how did you feel about Bam offensively in the first half? One of the things we noted on playback is that the book is out, Siobhan, on Bam and double teams. He does not respond well to being doubled. And it's it, it, if you time it right on certain parts of the floor, he doesn't really have like he doesn't really, he doesn't sense it coming or they don't mm -hmm. communicate. Hey, watch out for the double or whatever. Or somebody mm -hmm. moves to help him. Um, and they just they kept spamming the double all night. Um, and it just you could tell that it was really bothering him. And also, too, um, nobody's cutting to help get him out of the situation before the double is fully collapsed on him. Um, but besides that, I just thought, you know, besides the double teams, Clax did a pretty good job of guarding him in the post um, and not, not allowing him to seal and get really, really close to the basket, um, just kind of challenging his shot. So I don't know. If this is the second game against Brooklyn where you can kind of tell that particular matchup isn't one that Bam just fully takes over. Yeah. You know, in – Bam has always, I think, had, and it's, and it's not a knock on him, and it's not anything to, like, be ashamed of, but it's, and it's, it's kind of the truth, and it's the truth with other people on the team, you know, like, length really can really disrupt some stuff, and whether it was the way that they were really gluing to him out of pick and roll situations, mm -hmm. or the way that they were dubbing him, um, you know, out of the extended post, you know, uh, two smalls in a double it's a little bit easier to, you know, pass and navigate over. You got Dorian and let's say Royce O'Neal or whomever else, you know, kind of bringing the double. And that that's a, a bit different of a challenge. And so what I thought that they did, pause there. I will say that I feel like Bam has gotten better at recognizing the double and looking to pass out of it. I think, you know, sometimes his posture in the double could feel a little stronger but again, that's on his teammates to like make right. him make themselves, you know, more available than they do, or at least quicker. Almost to the point where I'm feeling like now, <laughs> schematically, like the thing is stay spaced when we when Jimmy Bam are are doubled, right? Like right. stay in their line of sight, but stay spaced on the perimeter. And it's almost like we're we're praying that that skip pass can make it, but into the second half, the things that I thought Miami did differently, they went a little bit away from the Bam pick and roll because they were just jamming him so hard um, right. on that roll. And so they went to like posting him a bit more and trying to get it to him there. But again, bringing the doubles and us not reacting to it, like, I don't know, do you feel like, and, I, and I'm not to say or trying to suggest that, um, I don't know. Maybe I am. I don't like. Is it? Is it? Is it the game plan sometimes to not take those very, very obvious cuts that would, you know, free up like relief pass cuts? You still draw attention, or do you feel like sometimes it's just like deer in the headlights, waiting for whatever is going to happen out of the double? 
One of the things I mentioned on playback is that uh, this is as nearly healthy as they've yeah. been all season. So they right. they were missing only Jaime and Kevin tonight, right? And so what it seemed like was one of the lineups we saw, Josh, Duncan, Caleb, Haywood, uh, Nico, and one of them was Bam out there, right? And like you haven't really seen them play that much time together. And so it doesn't really seem like everybody has a feel for yeah. each other on the court and so yeah you have those things that, like you mentioned where guys are just standing around they're not cutting there's no movement even if the ball was swinging like nobody was really moving to give the ball intention right mm -hmm. and so it just didn't really feel like that was kind of you know on key but in the second half like you mentioned one of the things that kind of changed was there was more it, it seemed to be more intention going on um on the offensive side of the court uh especially on the Jimmy side, Jimmy and Bam side, right? Like one of the actions they ran, um, Tyler or Kyle was at the top of the key. Uh, you could tell that Jimmy was going around Bam to bring his defender around him on the low block so he could set up on the other side of the block and he was getting, he popping open numerous of times. Um, sometimes the ball got to him, sometimes it didn't, but you could just kind of tell it was disrupting what uh, the Nets had planned on their defense. So, yeah, to your point, yeah, I agree. I feel like, so, out of short row situations, so Bam, pick and roll, short row, somewhere around the elbow slash third hash mark, when defenses collapse on us kind of um, on the interior a bit, we are great baseline cutters. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Haywood, Caleb, Josh, Jaime, Jimmy, fantastic baseline cutters like cutting behind the defense I just for the life of me I I can't understand why we won't take what presents themselves as so many face cutting opportunities again with the ball you know kind of locked up on the wing um and and pushing back on you just a little bit I don't even know that those that that's a a factor of you know familiarity with the lineup that you're out there with these are like kind of basic tenets of helping beat the zone or like helping, you know, beat a trap, especially a trap off on the sideline like you're you're so committed to one side and there's two on the ball there's like nothing but just open paint just like a, a runway of open paint um that i just you say like that i give you a i give you a pushback you say that and i uh -huh. agree but we also <laughs> see that this team can't run a fucking proper fast break. I That's different though. And yes, but that is different. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong, but that is different, I feel like. Um, what else I like? Second half adjustments. So rather than trying to run so much um Bam Tyler pick and roll, and it's it so the the Bam pick and roll with whomever, Tyler Duncan. Mm -hmm. He doesn't really run much pick and roll with Jimmy. You know, that you're either bringing two to the ball as the handler, which is, you know, leaving Bam open, or you're mostly selling out on Bam. And so the guard, you know, kind of has a little bit of space. Um, and so when they were jamming it kind of the way that they were, mm -hmm. not only did it like take the, not only did it take Bam out of a lot of actions, it also took the, resulting guard play out of like a lot of stuff so into the second half um moving bam out of the pick and roll a little bit and kind of just 
um, instilling some space, just period, just based off of what the actions were. Um, like I said, I tweeted that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What do we look like when we can't force it into BAM? Um, and it, it needed to be a guard that kind of loosened things up much like the Orlando game a couple games ago, not the most recent one, but mm-hmm. a, another team with interior length, it has to be a guard that can kind of get into those pockets and, you know, find their spots. And I thought Tyler did a great job in the third of picking his spots appropriately. And I, I'm not mad at Tyler for how aggressive he was in the third because it was needed. And sure. he is one of the guys best able to, pick into those pockets with the snake dribble. He's crafty enough. People hate the long floater. And I understand that that long ass floater with one hand from like the third hash. I get it. Um, <laughs> but he's, the bitch was on though. The bitch was on. The bitch exactly. Was and he's adept at it. He works at that shot. And how did you feel? Um, you know, we've had like a lot of third quarter letdowns over the past few games. How did you feel about Tyler's aggression, particularly tonight in the third? Bro, they didn't have shit going in the first half. You needed whatever. Listen, throw out the kitchen sink. Whatever is working. All right. You know, so it was one of them things where you just needed somebody to get going. And Tyler was the, you know, the faucet opening, you know. So, you know, he was able to get the the first three to fall. Like, they literally did not hit a three in the first half. And Tyler was the one to get that first three to go. And then the second one. And then he got got the floater going. And then they got some more threes to fall. And so... It was just good to see the basket go, you know, see the ball going through the basket. And Tyler was able to, like you said, to take advantage of that being like a little bit of a soft spot, enough of a spot for him to take the floater. And like you I wasn't mad at it, right? You yeah. know, because they, they didn't have anything else working. Yeah. Um, and if the defense give it to you, you have to take take advantage of what the defense gave you. So shout out to Tyler for taking it and, you know, actually providing a spark, which kind of fed into everybody else getting going into, into the offense. Yep. Like Tyler loosened it a bit. And then um, 
you know, the more shots started falling. Josh's shots started falling. Caleb hit a couple. Um, Duncan, Duncan a little bit tonight. Zero points, 0 for 3 from 3, 0 for 4 overall. Duncan's had a little bit of um, – A regression? A little bit of – no, I wouldn't even say a regression. It's interesting. Elaborate. Do you feel like it's a regression or is it a little bit of a cold spell and defenses um, maybe keying in on him a bit more? You feel like I, it's a regression? I can't necessarily say that because he just had 19 points last night, right? But yep. he, he had- was averaging – he's been – Prior to this game, over the last two, he was averaging 21. Right. And so it's it's a weird thing. I know it's the hot topic about Tyler and Duncan and all of that shit. And that's not where I'm trying to take it. It's just, it's weird. Le- literally, on the flip side of that conversation, Siobhan, Ethan, when we was on playback, we was talking about, like, in that first half, Jimmy, Jimmy was having a great game, but Tyler wasn't, right? And it was just like, they didn't look like they missed on the court mm-hmm. until that third quarter. Mm-hmm. And if that third quarter and the fourth quarter doesn't happen, it's still a topic, you know? So it's like Duncan sometimes look like himself of what we've seen this season where he looks not just as a active shooter or, you know, he's moving off the ball and he's, I, I know I'm keep going. I'm keep going. But um, you know, he's on the ball, he's throwing bam lob. Like we had even in this game, like we had a great on ball uh lob throw from Duncan um to Bam, you know, where he yeah. came off the pick and roll really sharp, got it at the point where it couldn't be challenged, and you know, Bam was able to convert it. But it's something that you do pay attention to while when he has his struggles and when he doesn't. Yeah. Or and and how his troubles um come. Like, is it truly just like he only got up four shots, only got up three threes? Um, and I agree, it's a, it's a, what are you laughing at? What's happening? The Duncan looks like an active shooter, is what happens on stream when G goes on vacation. <laughs> and I don't know if you were talking about Duncan in that moment. I swear you were talking about Tyler. I was, I was talking was about Duncan. Oh, just keep going. We just keep going, man. Keep Exciting going. whites. Um, but yeah, I uh the way that Duncan struggles come or or why they are presented as struggles. And so right. to, your, to your point about like the Bam Tyler Jimmy synergy again. So like last season, season before last, there was this whole thing we talked about a lot of Hebe um about how Jimmy and Bam are always in each other's face. Bam's trying to post up. Jimmy is taking this Lakers cut, but like sitting right on his lap, bringing the defender, forcing a double team that wasn't even trying to come. Jimmy it happened right tonight. It happens often. It's happened much less this season, but it is a recurring theme. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in the games where we do see the three of them be able to kind of synergize, it's them operating in each of the three levels of the half court. Right. Tyler in the pick and roll, that's his level. Bam on the roll, get it to him, that's Bam's chunk. And then Jimmy cutting either from the wings or baseline, and, like, that's Jimmy's kind of lane. And mm-hmm. so, again, like, when they disrupt the pick and roll, it disrupts, like, a lot of the um, kind of just the the definition of the three of theirs kind of lane. Right. So. But you know, it 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 is a it, it is a thing that happens. Like 
either one half, one of them has it, another half, another of them doesn't. A game right. into like they gotta they gotta figure out how to mesh all three of those skill sets, even when their like primary action that gets them into it, you know, isn't there. So regulation. Let's not even get to the end of. Let's not get past regulation. I knew it. You knew it. I feel like three fourths of the goddamn fan base was like, "It's gonna be a Jimmy. It's gonna be a Jimmy jumper, ain't it? Like, it's, it's just gonna be a Jimmy three. I just, it has to be. Cause what have we seen <laughs> since the damn Boston series two years ago? It's the game winner. The look, the go ahead look." Is more than likely going to be a Jimmy three, and tonight, you know, damn near one step inside of the, one step inside the art. But to our conversation earlier about just how much more fresh he looked, it was a good look. Oh, great, okay, okay, okay. He got right. great elevation. Go ahead. What? No, I was just, I was waiting on you because I was, I was like, damn, I don't want to push back. But then you said it was a great look. Okay. I think it was a good look. I hate the call, but he got a clean look from it. Um, but that's you know elevation. We get into overtime, some back and forth. I'm sure I'm missing. Like, there was some missed free throws. Go ahead. I don't want to skip out on Tyler hitting some very, very clutch. Please, that's what I was just saying. Well, I feel like I'm, I know yeah. I'm missing stuff. Well, I'm, you know, Tyler hit some some very clutch, uh, you know, shots um, yes. at the yep. end before we got yep. to yep. to the Jimmy. Um, and, and, again, yep. on the Tyler foul, I don't blame Tyler for that. One – I don't think Tyler should have been on the floor, but Spo he had him on the floor. the floor. But he had, he had him on the had, floor. He was in the run that he was in. Go ahead. Yeah. But Jimmy also created that foul on Tyler by trying to shoot and get the ball, right? And try to deflect and go for the steal. And he overplayed the ball. And that's yep. what created uh, Mikhail having, you know, that opportunity to go at Tyler. But I think before all of that, I think Tyler hit some very, very clutch needed shots, um, a couple of floaters, a three, um, and he was clutch, you know, coming down the end of fourth. Um, so, but as we flow into the OT after Jimmy missed, and again, on that Jimmy missed, like, it was almost movie-like how much space he had between yeah, him. Yeah, that one shot the- from, like, the opposite baseline where you can oh, yeah. see just, yeah, no, he got great was- <laughs> And the, and the ball just rimmed out. I mean, it is what it is. You're not going to hit all of them, but yeah. To but your point about that, hold on. Before we get to overtime, so the the foul on Tyler that you just pointed out was a little bit on Jimmy. As soon as it happened, it brought me immediately to game five Milwaukee last year. The Gabe lob to Jimmy happened right. because, and Jimmy said it in the press conference, when I, I had access, when we were in the press conference, Jimmy said the play was supposed to be something different. Jimmy said, I know Drew was going to be locking and trailing me. So when I hit this, when I hit this pin down, when I hit this screen, he's going to be behind me. The lob's going to be there. And for him to like end up being the victim of the exact same type of look, <laughs> I thought was poetic. As soon as I saw him go for it, I was like, look at Drew Holiday. <laughs> but go ahead. Take us into the fourth or take us into overtime. Well, you know, Jimmy, he shoots the gap and misses. Um, yeah. They hit the free throws. He tries to go for the win. <laughs> and now they're overtime. And it got dicey. It got dicey, right? Because they didn't start uh, overtime out really hot. Uh, the Nets did. 
Um, I think they got they got up to five points for sure. I don't know if they got up to seven, but they got up to five for sure. Um, and who else was it again? It was Tyler. Tyler again was able to kind of get some points um, early on in OT. Um, and then, you know, we were able to see them kind of close it out at the end where we was kind of close. It was kind of close mm-hmm. but to another overtime, but they was able to lock in. And for the guy that's been the punching bag besides Tyler and Kyle. Go ahead. Give him his, give him his things. Josh was able to play some really great defense at yes. the end on McKeel. Yeah. And they were able to close it out. Yeah. And I thought that Mikel shot was going in. I was like, look at this double overtime coming here. But I know you're right. Josh peeled off of his um, and, and stood with Mikel really well. Um, either E-Reed or Cardi mentioned about how the, the bench really uh, mobbed him after because it was a great contest. I was almost stressed out. I wanted Jimmy to vacate whoever he was guarding in the corner. I'm like, Jimmy, I need you to dig here. Jimmy just kind of gave me – one of them swipes, I was like, oh, man, this shot is going in. But, yeah, Jay Rich presented himself, you know, really, really well there at the end. <sighs> we pull off another sub-100 uh, victory. When, when was the last time we've seen a game go into overtime and neither team reaches 100? It's the fact that it was overtime because we just beat the Magic sub 100 on both sides but the fact that you had an additional five minutes and nobody could uh crack a seat note you know it's fine this is what i like this is this is good honest you know rough them up basketball but it was a physical game you know and it's good for we have to start winning um we have when we got to string together wins but we need to be able to win in multiple ways and Earlier in the season, we were like our fourth quarters were terrible. We were losing fourth quarters. We were giving up, you know, even if we weren't necessarily losing games, we were losing crucial minutes to end games. And I'm happy to see them, you know, hold the rope a little bit um, here, here down the stretch. Jimmy back. Kyle's back. I'm sure Kevin will be back soon. Jaime um, deserves these next couple of games. He's going to have ball. We got the Raptors on Wednesday, the new look Raptors, the Emmanuel Quigley, uh, RJ Barrett Raptors. You know, the Toronto games are always kind of a bloodbath. They're always really physical. It's just length and bodies and limbs um, and stuff everywhere. Is there anything in particular that you want to see out of this group come Wednesday? I'm going to tie it together, right, because I feel like we didn't mention him. And to have both of us on here and don't mention him, I feel like because I don't want to force it because I, I want to keep it level, but go ahead. Nico played incredible defense, incredible defense tonight. And I, if there's anything I want to see um mm-hmm. on Wednesday, it's just to see the trajectory of that continue. Like how yeah. like you know, the perimeter defense looked really good, the off-ball defense, the communication, all of it looked good. So to see um, you know, how he did on Mikael Bridges on the wing and mm-hmm. um, Cam Thomas and everything like that, just to see more of that, you know, if he does get switched out on Emmanuel quickly or R.J. Barrett or um, yep. Scotty Barnes, just to see how he holds up. So uh, as far as on Wednesday, just to see come out strong in the first half. Don't let it be another game where you have to come back in the yep. second, second half energy-wise. Like, they didn't have to come back. They were down in this game. But next game, don't allow yourself to be um, out physical, like you said, or, you know, not really have the energy hustle. 
have it next game. So yeah. that's what yeah. I'm looking for. Uh, to your Nico point, um, you know, like I said, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be, uh, but I also kind of don't care. Like that's my son. Hi, Mace, my son. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right in that his perimeter defense, his feet, like his defensive feet mm. have gotten so much better. And while there's still something to be desired from him um, on the interior defensively, one, he's gotten much better with not fouling. He'll he'll, he'll hit you one of these straight ups real quick now. <laughs> and he's just long. Like this is right. this is this is more intimidating than like Kyle Lowry and Gabe under here doing shit like that. Um, but basketball. basketball, who knew being tall? Who like you? Who who, who, who thought like just length? an elevated sight line. I can make quick snappy passes. I ain't got to give you 18 fakes to get it. You know, who would have thought? Um, but no, his defensive feet on the perimeter have gotten, you know, remarkably better, like worlds better. He's playing with his length more to your, to your point, his off ball awareness has, has left as well. So I'm, I agree. And I'm um, excited to see him continue to progress defensively. Uh, his shot has been a little wonky, um, he's rebounding well, he's pushing pace, and he's getting dudes engaged. A hell of a passer. Uh, they've run that like um, back screen for whomever it is on the wing with Nicola at the top this game, last game, and he's like lasering. He's he's just a phenomenal passer, great, great vision. So, yeah, seeing him continue to progress uh, defensively, I'm looking forward to against drivers like rj and you know physical physical guys so and they're trusting him a little bit more with the ball in his hands we saw yes. him run, run a yep. uh, inverted pick and roll with him and kyle and we've mm-hmm. seen him run up another inverted pick and roll with him and jimmy so just to see them trust trust yep. him with the ball in his hand is getting us closer to what i want i won't mention but it's getting us closer <laughs> you know Baby steps. You gotta, you gotta spoon feed the people. You can't just throw the truth at everybody like all at once. That's when people wanna, you know, reject it. You just gotta <laughs> let them, you know, gradually. Right. Um, but this was great. We are going to go ahead and close out here. Like I said, we have the Raptors this Wednesday. Shout out to you, Eternal, again. Thank you for thank you, for uh, you know filling in for me. Shout out the intern Pablo back there on the ones and twos again if you're with us in the twitch chat we love you catch us on the youtube replays we love you the streaming platform downloads we super love you that's where the bugs come in so you know keep doing that um tell a friend tell a friend um you know come come give us a look and we are going to go ahead and get out of here everybody be safe spaces tomorrow are you gonna do spaces tomorrow oh girl um <laughs> maybe probably not but maybe i don't know i might hop in there if if somebody has one i'm not gonna host one <laughs> but i might hop in there if if you haven't won or okay fine i don't know i'll right. be having to be leery about royal throwing spaces and just get wild but we'll see we'll see right. probably we'll be back here on wednesday though like i said um and we hope to see you back here too peace <laughs>